The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. It is November already. It's November. It's and November. It, it's November and the masculine journey is very excited because our boot camp is actually next Saturday will be live from the boot camp. And so we're so excited for many reasons. Uh, and one being that we have a dear friend back with us, uh, our old friend Vinny Menino, getting ready for the boot camp. Vinny, yeah. welcome back. Oh, I'm glad to be back. But you guys sure got old looking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that, that's an inside joke over here. I'm just playing. And Sam, we have been a number of weeks on these pillars of the masculine journey. We're fixing to finish our pillars so that we can actually start to frame in this house, but we got one last pillar that we wanted to get, which will give us an even 10. And and don't you think since Sam came up with this idea of the pillars that he ought to list, let's see how Sam does uh, in listing the other nine getting into what we're doing today, Sam. Oh, so you throw a surprise question at me. Is that how that works? <laughs> I see how it is. I see how it is. Heard about fair play. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. We had uh, the pillars of faith, hope, love, joy, uh, community, battle to fight, adventure to live, beauty to rescue, battle plan, the pillar of a battle plan against the enemy, which brings us to tonight's final pillar. Did he mention community? Did anybody else hear? He did. Okay. You, you had at least all? once. Oh, okay. But we did it twice. <laughs> that is the one tonight, which is the pillar of sonship, which has to be has to do with being fathered by God, right, Sam? It does. It does, and that's one that sometimes is pretty hard for people, as we're going to talk about tonight. That it's you know for some people it comes a little bit more naturally than it does for others. And I've, I've heard many times that the, the book Wild at Heart, which we refer to a lot here on The Masculine Journey, that a lot of folks get to that fifth chapter, which has to do with the father wound, and that's where they put the book down because it, it hurts, and it's not necessarily a place where you, you want to go. But we want to have a little bit of fun with that tonight, in spite of the fact that it may not be a fun subject right off the top of your head. But when you think about Everybody Loves Raymond, you can see that maybe, maybe... Robert and Raymond had a little bit of a father wound, just a little bit. But, and, and so now we can get a little bit of understanding, right, Sam, on, on how that took place? <laughs> Absolutely. It, it, it's a funny clip. And, you know, they, they're doing it. The, the, the thing that's really cool is some real fundamental truths come out as they're trying to uh, be untruthful to their wives about what they've been doing. They've been going to the, the racetrack instead of going to counseling as they've been telling their wives they've been doing. Right, and so they, when we pick up this clip, they are, you know, trying to decide how what the lies are that they're going to tell the wives to try to cover the fact that they've been at the track betting, and so you know they have to come up with what they talked about in their counseling session, and so here they are scheming 
uh, on what they're going to be able to say about their <laughs> trip to the counseling session this time. All right, so, so what's going to be our breakthrough for today? Okay, let's see. The last thing I told the wives is that we were working on dad's withholding of affection when we were kids. Good, good. And how it impacted negatively on us. Um, for instance, whenever I did something, I always felt that dad was disappointed in me. Not to mention the neglect and verbal abuse. Okay. So what can we say as to why you were like that? You know, unreceptive to our needs and stuff. Right, right. Uh, why was I like that? Because you two were a couple of monkeys. Okay. I think that might be the verbal abuse you're talking about, Robert. No. You know, I've been thinking about this since last week. You know what you two's problems were? You took all that abuse stuff personally. Of course we took it personally. You're our father. It was just business. This isn't exactly what they call the triumph of analysis. What else you got? What else you got? Uh, how about uh, you were withdrawn from your relationship with us because your father was like that with you? That's great. Very good, Raymond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because it's like what you were talking about the other day. I'm kind of a lousy dad because of him, so... So I just back it up one more to Grandpa Joe. Yeah, yeah, and, and his dad was the worst. My Grandpa Sal. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, Grandpa Sal, very scary. My dad used to tell me horrible stories about how his father used to hit him when he wasn't hitting me. Grandpa Joe hit you? Sure, I got hit every day. Wow, Dad, I didn't know that it was like that for you. It was like that for everybody. That's just the way it was. So so your dad's dad hit him, he hit you, and you never really hit us. I couldn't. I don't know. I was always weaker than him. Maybe you didn't want to be like him. I didn't. The girls will buy that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Vinny, you, you can kind of relate to that. Yes, I do relate to it. You know, my my dad was a very quiet person. But he had two brothers, uh, Angelo and Al. And uh, really and truthfully, my dad hardly ever talked to me, but my two uncles, they showered me with love. And I could not understand it until I got older. Uh, Papa Angelo, we called him Papa Angelo, uh, he had lost a son, and his name was Vincent. And I was born right after that. So I was sort of like God's gift to him that his son came back, but to his brother. And I don't know if that was why my father was very quiet. Now, he was quiet all the time. If I wanted to have any kind of fun, it would be with my Uncle Al and Papa Angelo. So, yeah, I think that uh, sort of relates to what... Uh, the clip you just had, uh, uh, but anyway, it, it was good. I loved it, and and I felt loved. And after many many years, I found out, you know, that my father did love me. He just was not a talkative person or pat in the head type guy, you know. Uh, where Papa Angelo and Uncle Al were, they played baseball with me. They did everything. And in the stages of the masculine journey, right? Sam, that 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 period of the beloved son, which you can tell in Vinny's description of what was going on, that he was the beloved son, even by his uh, uncle, which it's interesting how God provides people to father us, even when our old father may not be the one that's making us the beloved son. Absolutely. You know, that there's people that God 
will bring into our lives to help us get through different seasons and, and ultimately showing us the love of a father so that it can kind of counteract what our experiences have been because, you know, we need to have that understanding of a, a love of a father so we can move towards God. And and this is a a simple subject for you, Andy, but it's one that you felt like this is really a pillar that the house doesn't lean well if we're not fathered by God. Yeah, I think, um, you know, when you get in and start talking about the cores of de- core desires and those kinds of things, those really struck home with me. But when you really get down to it and the purpose of Jesus and everything else, the simplicity of it at all is, is, you know, we say Heavenly Father and all that, but we don't treat him like a Heavenly Father a lot of times, and we don't, can't relate to him because we have had those poor examples here on earth. Now, I think Jim said he's had good example. Robbie, uh, you, you've had a good example. Even Sam, I think. Everybody's got somebody that was in, in their life that was good, but there's also the negative as well. My dad was great, but he left me. At a, at a crucial time and you know it was something he had to do from a you know financial perspective but it would affect us when he and my mom split and you know it just there was a time there when I needed it you know you're talking about teenage years high school whatever when you're really trying to learn things and even though I had a good foundation with him I just had lost him during that time so fast forward 30 40 years you know, you don't have a really strong man, manly community and you're trying to do stuff and you get frustrated whenever you can't do the things that you, you feel like you should or you don't have that close um, guidance or somebody sitting there saying, there's a scripture that says the God would be there saying that's the right path to take, go that way. And I didn't feel like I had that. And I think that was a, a byproduct of getting involved in the whole masculine journey was that really my focus became back on finding a father that was there to father me, even though I'd had this loss within my life that I had. That's the very thing God wanted for me, and it all came about, but it was not really something I went looking for when I got involved with, you know, the masculine journey message. And so, you know, it's an interesting challenge for men to figure out why, what, you know, what's going on under the hood that this idea of older men bother me so much or why does somebody in authority just really cause me to rage and and there's other things that you know speak to that particular issue you're smiling jim like you've got oh i thought you said jim i did say jim because <laughs> he was he was fixed to say go but ahead Vinny wants to talk so uh if we can start again on that how the brothers were my dad and my mom came to live with me uh, when they got elderly, and it was my pleasure. And one night, I was sitting, we were all sitting in the kitchen, and my dad looked at my wife and pointed to me and said, that's a man, I never was a man. Well, to, to me it was like, I mean, I cried like a baby, I kissed him like all the hurt that I may have felt or misunderstood disappeared. I just hugged them and said, I love you, Pop. And uh, then we had Demetrius. What I was going to say about my dad, and I know we're close to a break, but I had, well, I'll, I'll just give it the short version. 
my biggest father wound was my father dying. I always knew I had unconditional love. He loved Jesus. He introduced me to Jesus. It took a while for it to take. But I always knew I could turn to my father on earth when I was growing up, which prepared me for relying on my heavenly father. Which, you know, when you lose your father to, you know, and a lot of sons lose their father to death, then you end up with this orphan spirit. And we, and we have a couple of really wonderful clips when we come back, one from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air meeting his dad, which Sam tells me must be the Fresh King. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we have that. But right now, wow, if this is something you would like to check under the hood, we really are going to explore this at the boot camp coming up. It is next Wednesday. I mean, Thursday that it starts, so go get registered. MaskOnJourneyRadio.org. Hi, this is Sam with Mask on Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way, you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com, where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. I am William Wallace. You've come to fight as three men. And three men you are. What will you do without freedom? Find out from Jesus what you will do with that freedom. A four-day adventure with God. It's a Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. Boot Camp is designed to give men permission to be what God designed them to be. Passionate warriors for the kingdom. Coming this November, the 9th through the 12th, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org to register while you're thinking about it. And for some of us, actually, Jim and I both had, and I still have that best friend. My father's now 87, and I enjoyed some wonderful time with him just this weekend. We went fishing, smallmouth bass fishing. Up, and it was absolutely a blast. Uh, but we lose that father, or we lose that father at a pertinent point in our life, or we lose that father through he checks out due to some other things. And we have this clip from um, the Fresh Prince at Bel Air, and I'll let Sam uh, set that up because, Sam, you picked it. Yeah, we have uh introduction in this, this TV show, which is typically a comedy, and you don't think of it about having a serious topic. We have Will, who's the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, whose dad, played by Ben Vereen, comes into the picture after having been gone for a long time. And, you know, they kind of strike up a, a good place in the relationship and they're planning a trip and enters in his dad in this scene and talks about that they're going to have to put the trip on hold because something came up. And you get from this, it's not the first time that the dad's let Will down and just kind of listen to how this plays out. And fortunately, Will has his uncle Phil to kind of come in and, and father him through it. Will, <laughs> I'm glad you're here. Um, some business came up I got to handle. So we're going to have to put a, our trip on hold. You understand? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, cool. that's cool. Just for a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little longer. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. 
Look, I'll, I'll call you next week and we'll iron out the details. Okay? Yeah, yeah. It was great seeing you, son. You too. Lou. Yeah, um... I'm sorry, Will. You know what? Actually, this works out better for me. You know, the Slimmies of Summer come to class wearing next to nothing. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, it's all right to be angry. Hey, well, why should I be mad? I'm saying at least he said goodbye this time. I just wish I hadn't wasted my money buying this stupid present. I'm sorry. I, you know, if there was something that I... Hey, you know what? You ain't got to do no, nothing, Uncle Phil. Hey, you know, ain't like I'm still five years old, you know? Ain't like I'm going to be sitting up every night asking my mom, when's daddy coming home, you know? Who needs him? Hey, he wasn't there to teach me how to shoot my first basket, but I learned, didn't I? Hey, I got pretty damn good at it, too, didn't I, yeah, Uncle Phil? Did. Got through my first date without him, right? Mm. I learned how to drive. I learned how to shave. I learned how to fight without him. I had 14 great birthdays without him. He never even sent me a card. To hell with him! I ain't need him then, and I don't need him now. Will. Nah, you know what, Uncle Phil? I'm going to get through college without him. I'm going to get a great job without him. I'm going to marry me a beautiful honey, and I'm going to have me a whole bunch of kids. I'm going to be a better father than he ever was, because ain't a thing he could ever teach me about how to love my kids. How come he don't want me, man? Now, we hear that at the end of that clip, he says, how come he don't want me? And and you can sense this wound. It's coming. It's, there it is right there. And it's right there where you can see it. Now, we don't often do this, but I'm going to go right to another clip. It's from the movie The Martian Child. And it starts out with a, with a similar situation, only in this case, the Martian Child is up on a water tower. He is waiting to get picked up by Martians, <laughs> which is actually, you know, life-threatening. But his stepfather is up there trying to talk him down off of that situation of, of the water tower. And this, this clip starts out exactly at the point that that one left off where the little boy, in this case, who's about nine, says, why do they go sometimes? Why do they go sometimes? It's a mystery. Sometimes it's their fault, and sometimes it's not. It's a, it's a mystery. I don't know. Why? Why do you think they left me? Because... Because they were stupid. Whoever let you go, those were the stupidest beings in the universe. I mean, they were so dumb they couldn't even see what was right in front of them. How could they not see how extraordinary you are, how big your heart is? I'm not even that smart and I can see it. It's so obvious. I mean, you're the easiest kid in the world to love. Well, to me, you are. You know what I think? I think you love me, too. I think you're just filled with it. I think it's just waiting to burst out of you. Dennis, you're my son. You're my home. Forever. And I will never, ever, 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 ever leave you. 
Sometimes we forget that children have just arrived on the Earth. They are a little like aliens, coming into being as bundles of energy and pure potential, here on some kind of exploratory mission, and they're just trying to learn what it means to be human. For some reason, Dennis and I reached out into the universe and found each other. We'll never really know how or why. And discovered that I can love an alien, and he can love a creature. And that's weird enough for both of us. And, and Sam, one of the things that that clip points out, as well as a Fresh Prince clip, for most men that come to boot camps, or at least a lot of men, are fathers. And, and that's a, a key part of the masculine journey is, is, is seeing how to go after your son's heart or another man's heart that's been put into your life to be a son like this boy was. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, the enemy's plan, you know, all along is to separate us from the Father, right? And, and he wants to do that from our Heavenly Father, and you see that in the, the Garden of Eden. You see that at different times where he tries to be that divisive uh, break between us and our Heavenly Father. But he also knew along the way that if he could break us from our earthly father or not allow us to have earthly father roles that are really strong in our life, it'd make it really difficult for us to find our way to the Heavenly Father again. And, you know, so fortunately God puts these people in our path that helps us see, you know, there is a, a Father figure out there that loves me for nothing other than just for me. Yeah, that you don't have to hit the home run. You don't have to um, get straight A's. You don't have to... To, to be the star of the football team or whatever the situation may be to be the beloved son, do you, Jim? No, you don't. You can be the beloved son just by going to our Heavenly Father regardless of how things were with your earthly father. And and it's a it's a really neat journey, and we have another clip that takes us a little bit into that fatherhood journey, but also... It's a neat sonship journey because you think, wow, I, can I talk to my father about deep things like love and things like that? So, uh, Sam, this is such a neat clip. Set it up for us, the Love Actually clip. Yeah, in this movie what's happened is this, this boy is with his stepdad who really hasn't been in his life that long, but his mother and the, his stepdad's wife has died recently. And the dad thinks that the struggles a boy is going through has to do with losing his mom. And so he begins to ask him about it. And what I want you to hear is initially the dad dismisses what it was, and then he catches himself and goes after the son's heart. So, what's the problem, Samuel? Is it just mom, or is it something else? Maybe school? Are you being bullied? Or is it something worse? Can you give me any clues? No? You really want to know? I really want to know? Even though you won't be able to do anything to help? Even if that's the case, yeah. Okay. Well, the truth is, Actually, I'm in love. Sorry? 
I know I should be thinking about Mum all the time, and I am. But the truth is, I'm in love. And I was before she died, and there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> Aren't you a bit young to be in love? No. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I mean, I'm a little relieved. Why? But because I thought it would be something worse. Worse than the total agony of being in love. <laughs> uh, no, you're right. Yeah, total agony. You know, the thing I, I absolutely love about that clip, Sam, is that line where the boy asks the father, even though you can't do a thing about it, you still want to know about it? I, I just love that. And I, and I wonder, do I go to my Heavenly Father with stuff that I don't want him to do anything about? <laughs> or do I, am I always bringing him something that I want him to fix? Isn't that an interesting challenge? It is. You know, do I go to the Father with a wish list, wish list all the time or hey, I'm stuck and I need help here because I can't figure it out on my own, or do I just go and share life with him? And that's what we hear the son doing with his dad is just sharing life with him. And, and if nothing more, the dad's there to listen. Now, obviously, our Heavenly Father is going to do more than that for us, but he's always there to listen, just to, to be a sounding board when things aren't necessarily going the way in life that we think they should. Yeah, I absolutely I, I I think that is beyond cool. Jim, what your thoughts? My thought on that is and I'm use a big word, anthropomorphizing God here. Oh but, I was worried about that. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't do but, that. But Oh no. <laughs> I, I look at God really enjoying it when we come to him just for the fellowship when there isn't something on our wish list. Don't we appreciate that as earthly fathers? And doesn't our heavenly father appreciate that? Oh, believe me, as an earthly father, my kids call me to share a victory or whatever. There's nothing like it. So, you know, understanding sonship but also fatherhood, it's a wonderful thing to explore. And we got a lot of biblical stuff that we didn't even get to. So we're probably going to take on this pillar one more time because... There's so much the Bible has to say on this subject, but we wanted to get in these these clips, but we're really going to go there if you can make it to this boot camp. So go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. We're going to be live from that boot camp next week. We are so hoping you'll join us. MasculineJourneyRadio.org. <laughs>